This is where the fun begins. Are you ready for fan driven Razorback talk? For the fans, by the fans. This is Inside the Hog Pen with your hosts, Razorback Zach and Marcus MC Carlton. What's up, everybody? Razorback Zach hanging out with you tonight and uh, alongside my broadcast partner and the glue that holds the whole thing together. Marcus MC Carlton on a podcast exclusive. The twenty twenty three. First of many, hopefully. <laughs> but hopefully they're a lot better than what we're Yeah, about. I hope I hope the mood is not as dark as what this one's gonna be. Oh my goodness. Uh it is the twenty twenty three football season wrap up. And it, when we when we started this about 13, 14 weeks ago, uh we were in high spirits. We were lively, we were energetic. And as we were, we're drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Oh my yeah. And and if this video that we're recording it on on StreamYard ever gets released, we are both sitting in the dark, <laughs> hiding our faces. I mean, I look like out of the witness protection program if you guys ever <laughs> see this video. But uh man, let me go ahead and rip the band-aid off and get this started. Let me talk to you. Oh, man. I don't think Anybody, MC, I don't think anybody expected this. I I sure didn't. I mean, I I thought there might be some struggles, but the struggles that I thought we might have, you can go back in our archives and look. And I talked about this, you know, the questions mainly being on defense. And now I, I did mention a little bit about the wide receivers, but that ended up not being anywhere near the most concerning issue no and and i i I think everybody got blindsided now i would just like to stake on my high horse here mc because i was not ever on the danny nose train never nope i was never on it i i I will defend that to my dying day but you cannot we said this in a, a couple of shows ago on inside the hog pen on our weekly show, I I we're I think we're starting to see just how much of an impact Barry Odom actually had on this football staff and on Sam Pittman yeah. because I've never three words three words you never say in public as a head football coach <laughs> three words you never say I don't know what. what? And and that's that's replaced turn that damn jukebox on is his catchphrase. I you know I called into so down here in Central Arkansas. I don't know if you get the buzz up there in, in, in the NEA. Yeah, I listen I listen on the web sometimes. But I I they do a thing on Monday mornings after football games called Razorback Graffiti. Well, like and it's one sentence, one sentence only about Razorback football. Yeah. And I I called in as as Larry Culpepper today. <laughs> And it wasn't ice cold, Dr. Pepper. It was ice cold, jukebox hip. Ice cold, jukebox hip. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and and well, you started off strong against Western Carolina. 
you, you kind of stumbled a little bit against Kent State, but you still got business done. And that's now, when that, that's when the wheels the, fell off. They really did, man. I mean, and there were there were you know looking back at it now. Of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But if you look back at that Kent State game now, um, there were red flags there. But everybody just kind of chalked it up to eh, it's early season. You know, you've got you've got new guys in new positions because they had kind of shuffled the offensive line around a little bit. And we all, myself included, I mean. I, I made excuses for them, and then you come out against BYU. You jump out fourteen nothing, and I'm thinking, all right, everything everything's cool. You know, we we got a was it a kickoff return or a punt return by Satania? I don't remember which one As now, a, but it was a it was a return. I don't just don't remember. Yeah, it was it was a special teams touchdown. So you had AJ Green broke one for like seventy, and then you had Isaiah Satania. Um, he gets the the special teams return. You're up fourteen nothing early in the first quarter, and I'm thinking, oh man, this yeah, we're we're fine, we're in good yeah. shape. And and I thought the same thing, and and I was I was okay, all right, we've hit our stride. Yeah, and it's like I I don't know what happened. I, I, honestly, I don't know, man. I I I, I and I mean, and it was at that point, almost <laughs> halftime. Yeah, and the wheels just started, just everything just started to epically collapse. You know, now we we were giving Pittman hell because he says I don't know, and we're sitting here saying the same thing. But the difference is, we don't get paid six and a half million dollars a year to know what's going on or what's causing the issues. Yeah, we're and supposed I mean, to be the ones out here saying I don't know. Now, at the same time, okay, everybody at the beginning of the season looked at that four game stretch and went, yeah, eight and four, and that was your four game. That was your four losses yeah. right there. Okay. If you really broke it down at the beginning of the season, those four losses right there, eight and four, that's a that's a great season compared to where we've been. I mean, eight and four would have been a nice way to bounce back because, let's face it, end of 2022, you limped into the bowl game. Mm-hmm. You tried your damnedest to give it to Kansas, and they wouldn't take it. So you end up seven and six. You come back If you could have come back with an eight and four, I think everybody feels pretty good. Well – yeah, because again, you're improving. It's a better record right. than you before. But did you know? And I pulled this stat up earlier today. For the fifth time in the last seven seasons, we have posted a losing record. Fifth time in seven seasons, dude. And we've been in the SEC what thirty, almost thirty-two years now. Ninety-two. So ninety-two was the first football season. Yeah. So. That was my sister was born in ninety-two. So yeah, about thirty-two, thirty-one, thirty-two years. Did you know that 14 times since joining the SEC, 14 seasons have been losing records since joining the SEC? Uh, that's just – blows your mind. And, well, and here, here's another mind-blower uh, along those same lines. The majority of those have come post-Petrino because yeah. Nutt only had that I can think of he only had two losing SEC records. Now I'm going off the top of my head. And those are in front of me. So his so his two the the biggest glaring losing seasons that he had mm-hmm. were on the back end of his tenure. Yeah. Like I think it was 05 and 06. Or maybe yeah, it, it was 05 and 07. And uh, right around in the, I know Matt Jones's senior year we ended up going at that time, you didn't play 12 games. You played 11 regular season games. So, Matt Jones' senior year, we went five and six. 
Yeah. And then I think the year after that, which would have been D-Mac's freshman year. Which would have been 05? 05, because he and I, no. Yeah. Because 06 was the really good year. That was when they went to Atlanta and lost to Florida in the SEC title game. Was he here in 09? Or am I? No, no the 07, was, uh, 07 2007 was, was D-Mac's last game. Yeah, last so it was, it was 05, 06, 07 was the struggle, what I like to call the struggle year. Yeah, yeah. He had that, he had that one really good year in 06 uh, with the 10 wins and all the drama around the – the Springdale five and McFadden yeah. being runner and, up for the Heisman and all that. And we're going to get into all that coaching talk later. Yeah. And so then after that, Petrino's first year, they you go five and seven, five and six. And then I think you won three, two or three sec games out yeah, of eight and in his first, in his first season, he was three and five. Okay. There you go. So outside of that, and then, that was it, man. That was it uh, from Nut and Nut and Petrino. Yeah. And then, but since then, man, it's just been a disaster. I mean, here and and and, and here's the thing, MC, and and you and I both die hard hog fans, right? Okay. And it, it, you know, realistically, we want the hogs to win everything. Yeah. Everything. But realistically speaking, given this, given the division or given the division we were in right because now there are no no more divisions now that the SC, now that regular season 2023 is wrapped up you've got the inclusion of Texas and OU now mhm everybody has to understand arkansas's maybe 6 7 8 win team and you have that 10 win season thrown in there occasionally But what we saw this year, you know, you struggle against Kent State, you collapse against BYU, and then you come back and you play LSU down to the wire. I mean, you had your chances in that game. Okay. You, you, I mean, that four-game stretch, those games, all four of those games were very, very, were closer than I think anybody would have imagined. Yeah, I, you I would come agree. out. You come out of Alabama. You go to Florida. Or no, I'm sorry. You have Mississippi State at home, right? Yeah, which was the turd of all turds. Oh, that that hot, hot, we're not even going to mention that game because, <laughs> good God, my head exploded that 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 Saturday. <laughs> you go to the swamp. You play like the team should have been playing all season, and you win for the first time in the swamp. Then you come home and you completely blow it against Auburn. You struggle against FIU, and then you get ran out of your own freaking stadium against the dork. You yeah. can tell, MC. Did you you watch the last three games? Did you not? Yes, I did. Okay. Did it not look like that? The team as a whole just gave up. They they were out of F's to give. And it it you could tell Pittman didn't care. Once once he got the word, he was safe. Let, let's, let me let me ask you about this real quick. 
do you fire a coach after one bad season? I, I got okay. I, I, I don't want your I don't want your head to explode. I have a point. What I'm about to ask. Okay. All right. So there, it's it's not a clear cut yes or no. It's kind of a gray area because if the one losing season comes in year four, as you are obviously on a downward spiral, then I don't think it's out of line because. In the case of Pittman, and I'll, I'll let you make your point here in a second, but here's this is all part of my answer. I mean, we saw what he did in year two, nine and four, go to the Outback Bowl, beat a, a, a nationally known blue blood in the bowl game. From that point, man, you had the first two games of the 2022 season, which was Cincinnati and South Carolina. Both of those looked pretty good. Both of those were quality wins at that point early in the year. But from that A&M game on in 2022, man, is just a kamikaze nosedive. I mean, the team and, the team's never been the same. So here's no. the point here's the point I'm trying to make. First off, to the people and and we may have to hit the the expletive button on this one <laughs> because I'm about to just I'm about to be raw and unedited. I'm about to go Eddie Murphy raw here. To the people I can believe it, it's fine. <laughs> to the people that want Hunter Juracek fired because of the football team, because of keeping Sam Pittman, that don't acknowledge the fact that every other sport is doing well. You've got two, three SEC coaches of the year, I think. You have the soccer coach, the volleyball coach, and I think Lance Harder got his coach, last coach of the year before he retired, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong. That sounds right. That sounds right. But you have three SEC coaches a year, okay? Two that we know of. Soccer's in the was in the postseason. Volleyball's in the postseason. They're hosting for the first time since 2006. So to the to the people that are saying fire Hunter Urechek, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's liable to this. I just have one thing to say: shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> okay, let me let me provide a, a counterpoint to your point. Okay. Um, what all those sports that you named off, right? Volleyball, soccer, track, baseball. Okay, let's take baseball out. It doesn't apply to the point I'm about to make. I think I know where you're going. The other ones you made, what right. do they all have in common? They're not all cash cows. They're non-revenue producing sports. They're non-revenue. Who provides but, the revenue for those sports? But if you but but if you watch the numbers, like their attendance and their you know the crowds oh, are there. Yeah, attendance. I mean, soccer, volleyball, all those. They have. But yes, I, mean, I, I 100% even gymnastics agree. had great attendance. Here's the flip side to that coin. Okay. Yes, I just told everybody to shut up. However, <laughs> here's the flip side to that coin. How in the hell, as an athletic director, number one, do you come out publicly and support a coach that literally has no idea what he's doing, no control of this team? He's got he they're they're crapping the bed in the football field. I mean he and he's then, and then, openly and then after, admitted he doesn't know what he's doing. And then yeah, openly admitted he doesn't know what he's doing. And then after showing support for that head football coach, you are dead silent. There yeah, hasn't been of. a word. <laughs> there has MC, there has not been a single peep out of the AD's office. His, since his Twitter out. timeline is suddenly a ghost town. 
So, yes. While people, <laughs> the negative, the negative Nancy's do have a point that he is liable and he is, he needs to be held accountable. You don't fire an athletic director over one sport. Okay, so here, here's here's my analogy that I've been using all over Twitter. If you've been on my timeline, you've seen this. And <laughs> in in honor of the upcoming uh, Army Navy game, yeah, boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. So I'm looking at all the sports in the athletic department as a fleet of ships. Okay, right. you got your battleship, you got your destroyer, you got I your aircraft Navy. carrier. You're talking to an Army guy, and you went Navy. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, it, it fits the analogy better. <laughs> I, I got you. <laughs> so if the captain of your biggest ship in the fleet is inept and openly admitting he doesn't know what to do, kind of like somebody is, you know, it's it. it and I think football is, is I mean, let's make no mistake about it. It's the biggest ship in the fleet. He is. It is. It is. I follow. So does the, I guess in, in the Navy, you may have to correct me here. I know you're not a Navy guy, but you can probably correct me on this. So I guess like an admiral would be over yeah. all the captains. You, you got it. It's a fleet admiral. Yeah, you got it. Okay. So the fleet admiral, if he doesn't fix the problem with the inept captain in the biggest ship in the fleet, does he not carry some blame? No, he does. And and I'm not saying that, that Hunter Juracek is blameless because right. this is the moment where he needs to be in front of the cameras or he needs to be on Twitter or he needs to be doing something, some kind of PR to calm the fan base down Yeah, and to reassure the fan base that he knows what's going on and he's going to right this shit because right now the football program is a complete free fall. But here, yeah, since we're since we're on the since we're on the topic of revenue and football revenue, I posed a question to you earlier today, mm-hmm. and I, I want to go ahead and pose it here because we did put a post out about uh, about the football program on our Facebook page, and and thank you to everybody that commented because we're gonna yeah, we got those. great feedback off of that. We got great feedback. But here's the question: All right, when it comes to money for the coaches' buyout to the revenue for the athletic department. Where does the average fan's money go? This was brought up on the on, on Central Arkansas Radio here uh, this morning. For example, the, t- the money that you spend to buy tickets, the licensed merchandise right. that you buy uh, at Hog Heaven or, or, or Hog right. Man's Game Day Superstore, um, et cetera, et cetera. Where does that money go? And And... Can we, I mean, would it make a difference if we started boycotting and did not buy the merchandise, didn't go to the athletic events? You know, here's the deal. Shane Beamer at South Carolina is five and six, five and seven mm-hmm. now that the game, now that the season's, regular season's over. Okay. Playing for a bowl, yes. And I understand the, the difference in our program and theirs is they're on the rise and we're sinking. The point is, though, the fans were still there. The students came out. It was loud. It was yeah. energetic. And then you show a picture of our stadium, not even in the second quarter, and there's maybe you could fit everybody on one side of that stadium. There was that little people there. Well, and, you know, playing, and this is a different discussion for a different day, but, there, the, you know, the one argument that, 
playing in Little Rock kind of has to stand on is that final in the years that we have a final home game on Thanksgiving weekend. That one kind of made sense to have it in Little Rock because 95% of the students are gone off campus. So you're not going to have a student section. And it, it just kind of made sense to have that one down there. But I think even even if you put that game in Little Rock, yeesh, man, there's still it, 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 well, it's going to look about like the season opener did, about forty thousand, because I just, of, of the way things went this year. I, I it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating as all get out, but and you, can, you know, I mean. You, you know, people can't see us right now, but we're both just kind of sitting here, you know, doing the face palm and and scratching well, our heads and trying to make sense of this, and, of, and of where the train see, went off the tracks. And and do you have the Facebook comment section yeah. pulled up in the post? Um, what people aren't going to see during, during you know, on this episode, I've got the stats in front of me from 2022 and 2023. And, oh, and, they're ugly. Oh, they're my ugly. God. I mean, it... it <laughs> You thought it, guys. Listen, and, and girls, sorry about that. You guys thought it was bad on the field, but on paper, it's worse. Well, and I remember back in 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 our preseason shows, and we were and we were pointing out certain stats, and we we're like, "This has got to improve this year," and nothing improved. Nothing improved. Everything was worse. Third down conversions was worse. Fourth down conversions were worse. So here's the thing. All uh, right, in 2022. Your rushing yardage, your rushing totals, yards per yards gained per rush, uh, total yard was thirty four twenty five for the season, three thousand four hundred twenty five. Yeah. In twenty twenty three, twenty one nineteen, two thousand hundred nineteen. All right. Touchdowns, rushing. This is the glaring part. Okay. Yeah. Rushing touchdowns in twenty twenty two was twenty seven. Any guesses to how many we had in twenty twenty three? Not near that. <laughs> Nine. Single digits. Nine. Nine. You're not even you're not even getting one a game. Nine. That's I mean, you're getting a rushing touchdown in 75% of your games. You should have at least one rushing touchdown every single solitary game. Here's and then there's other games. There's other games like you know, Western Carolina and uh Kent State and and yes, BYU. You should have multiple rushing touchdowns in those games. Here's another one. 2022, you ran a through the whole season. You ran 962 plays. You had an average of six six and a half yards per play, and total offense averaged about 470 yards a game. Yeah, okay? that's that's pretty solid. 470. That's pretty solid. 2023, you had 795 total plays. Average per play was five yards. And that's that's going forward. We're not going to count the yards going backwards. Oh my God! There were so many plays. I mean, KJ was running for his life from from week one. I mean, so I mean, there's I, just so much frustration, man. I mean, it's just I, let's I, turn to the I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> let, well, let's let the fans speak. So here's yeah. so we, last night. We put and I understand it was a little late, but we were, you know, we're sitting here just talking about it. So we put a, a, a uh, we put a post out. By the way, big shout out to 
who we like to now call Hambone. She was Swish, but she's now Hambone. Uh, Sarah Vogel, who is our third co-host, she's she said, "I'm I'm not in this one tonight. I, I've pretty much said f you to the football team." And uh, our our other social media manager Loki, who who runs our Facebook page, uh, for getting these out. Uh, MC, what are what are the fans saying? Oops. What are the fans? Sorry. You're good. What are the fans saying about how they feel about the state of the football program? Well, so I'm going to read the post that that Loki put out there. And, and then I'll start in with the comments. Uh, he says, we here at ITHP want to know your thoughts on the Arkansas Razorback football season. From the excitement of finally beating Florida in the swamp to the heartbreak of losing the boot and the battle line and everything in between. <laughs> Sorry. That... <laughs> uh, sound off in the comments below. Say everything that's on your mind, but please don't say, I don't know. So well played there by Loki with the, the post. Uh, John Carter. First one up, he says, I see no different outcome next year. Uh, hard to argue with that. There's, I, it, I'm having a hard time finding any anything to get me the least little bit excited about. Unfortunately, I made a unfortunately I made a deal with Katie, and I said because I, I I was not about to, uh, I was not about to to, you know, make the bet. Hey, if Arkansas wins, because because we're not we're not going to. <laughs> what I did tell her, what I did say, was that if Texas can keep it to 14 points, you know, if, if they beat us only by 14 points or less, uh-huh. I the next show that we do on Inside the Hogpen, I will wear a Texas hat or a Texas oh, shirt. God. She countered that and said, if they score more than 21 and they blow us out, talking about Arkansas, uh-huh. I have to come on the show and do the whole hook, 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 hook them. Oh God! Horns and I can't turn oh. my hand down. You have to do I'm the a, too sweet, huh? <laughs> I, I do. I have to do the too sweet, but I have. To, I, I'm, I'm trying. But to you can't call it that. You have to. <laughs> I can't call it that. I have to. I have to do the other thing, and I don't want to. I don't want to do the other thing. Lord have mercy. I, I. But I agree. I agree with John. I don't. Yeah. I don't see. Well, I don't see anything positive going into next year. I mean, you're going to beat UAPB, but who else are you going to beat? So here's another one. Uh, Kevin Edward commented. He said the Hogs had so much potential at the start of the season. KJ was on a watch list. Rocket two. Next thing you know, injuries and boneheaded coaching ruined the season. The recruiting will be hurt for possibly a few seasons. We don't have the NIL money that other schools can offer. So I really do not know where we can realistically go from here. There needs to be a miracle this offseason or it will be time to coach shop again. That's a that's a pretty solid take from Kevin. And if you look back beginning of the season, you know, you did. You had KJ and you had Rocket. I mean, they were deemed like the the most dynamic duo returning in the conference. I Chris mean, Dory. Just... Everybody knows Chris Doring from SEC yeah. Network. Okay. Guy likes to and, and and here's your next edit. The guy likes to shit on the hogs every yeah, chance he gets. He kind of does. He's he's a Florida guy. I mean, he I, was I get the it. First one that come out and name publicly name KJ and Ra- and 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 Raheem Sanders because I can't I can't I don't have the gut calling. Yeah, he's the bottle rocket now. He was the first one to name them the best backfield in the country, not in just the SEC, yeah. but in the country. Yeah. And he won't he won't go there again. He won't he won't go out on that limb. Oh no. 
and take Arkansas like that again, even if it is warranted or deserved. He he won't do it. No. And who could blame him? Because now, I mean, it, it, he kind of looks like a fool now, you know? We all do. Every single person in Razorback yeah. Nation does. Yeah. I mean, just rolling right along with these comments, Eric Price, a uh, buddy of mine from up here in the NEA. Uh, let's see what he says here. First off, several single possession losses, and those were without Rocket. That should give hope. And then he goes full Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friends. The team looked like garbage after Florida. That tells me one of two things. One, the players quit on the coaches, teammates, and fans. Or two, Pittman's give-a-damn went out the window when he told he was safe. Either way, and you combine that with the I don't know what to do, in quotes, when trying to decide to punt or to go for it, and the what do you have, let's see, what do you have to do to get excitement when recruiting for the early signing period in Portal, to which he answered, I don't know. Totally unacceptable. So that last statement was uh, what Pittman said when Trey Biddy asked him that question about how do you generate excitement going into the offseason, which well, I thought was a legit question. I didn't think he was out of line in the no, least way. And, and for as much crap as I give Trey Biddy, the guy's asking the hard questions and wants answers. Yeah. He's asking the questions that the fans want answers to. Well, I think, I think, you know, I think everybody deserves an answer to that because you're coming off of just a horrible, horrible season when your expectations were pretty high. I mean, you, you've, I, I'm gonna you know, go out on a limb, and, I, and and yes, it was the first win in program history down at the swamp. But looking back now, it doesn't mean anything. No, absolutely not. You know, and 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 again, people hate me for saying this. Yes, KJ, great quarterback. Okay, broke all kinds of records, but those records don't mean a damn thing with a four and seven or four and eight record. No, it's it, it's a hollow win. Those are nobody. It's like, and again, I've said this from day one. It's just like the '98 season. Nobody remembers that we were literally on the cusp of a national title, and we went undefeated going into Tennessee. Right. Everybody remembers one thing from that '98 season: the starter fumble. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Nobody's going to remember 2023 for KJ. Because of the way the football team epically, tragically collapsed. Well, and you know, and we I were talking about oh, I hate it for him because I mean his name is in the record books. We were talking about this back in the when we did our preseason shows. We were talking about, you know, hey, he's he's so close on this. I mean, there are like seven records that he was close on. And we compared his 2021 and 2022 stats to what he would need to break these records. And it was going to be very pedestrian, very average mm-hmm. compared to the previous two years. And I don't know how many of them he ended up breaking. He ended up breaking a few of them, but not as many as he could as, as what we first thought he was going to break. We thought he was going to completely rewrite the record books and he got his fair share. But had he been able to have the kind of statistical year that he had had in 2022 and 2021, he would have shattered all of those records that we were discussing in the preseason. And it, and it just didn't happen. No. And, and now 
you know, I'm gonna switch. Any any, any other comments we need to get to? I, I got one more. I want I want to throw in here real quick from Dennis Gamble. All right. Um, and and I think it's gonna tie into where you're going next. So that's why I wanted to go ahead and read it. Retain. Uh, Dennis Gamble says retaining Pittman as head coach makes no sense. When you look at what Mississippi State and Texas A&M dismissing their coaches for much less, could it be that Yurichek and Pittman are jointly responsible for mismanaging NIL? Is that solely owned by Yurichek? I think it's a huge combo of problems. Pittman's lack of leadership and management skills, disharmony in the locker room, NIL, all of these things fall one way or the other at Pittman. That's a fair point. Uh, let's see, 20, let's see, 2024 season will likely be no different or better than this one. Next two to four seasons will likely be dismal for Arkansas. Uh, it's hard to argue that. It's it's hard to argue that, but here's the thing. It's, Texas A&M is paying Jimbo $26,000 a day for eight years. A day. Not a week, not a month, a day. Bro, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not a greedy person. You could give me a one week, seven days of that, and I and I'm good, man. I, you'll never hear from me again, <laughs> bro. Just give me 24 hours of it. <laughs> I mean, I take that. I take the 24 hours. Give me absolutely. 24 hours. That's all I need. Well, and give the other thing with that buyout, I, I read this today, and I read it from like four different outlets. So I'm gonna take it as being good to go. That buyout is unconditional. So if he got, let's say he got hired tomorrow at Houston, because that's one of the jobs that's open right now, he could take the Houston job, make his paycheck there, and then he's still getting the $76 million buyout from a Well, hell, Indiana just fired their coach. Yeah. For $20 million buyout. Yeah, $20 million buyout at Indiana, which you're trying is, to tell me, you're they trying have to tell no me football have, history. Trying to tell me we don't have $16 million? You want to you want to completely destroy the luster that is Bud Walton Arena for millions more, but you don't have sixteen million dollars. Yeah, to there, buy our coach because there's something on that that just doesn't add up, and I don't know what, if what it's, kind of pictures does Hunter Urichek or does Sam Pittman have on Urichek? <laughs> I mean, something there is there, and and we may never know the extent of what right. actually is going on within this program. But percept, but but, and I've said this many times. My father always tells me, and always told me growing up, people's perception of you is their reality of you. So, however you're perceived, that's how people are going to look at you. And right now, we're the laughing stock of not just the SEC, but of the country right now. What y'all don't understand, and MC, you and I have talked round and round off off air on this. The program, the program was in a nosedive. It's in free fall now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. We are perceived around. You got Tom Petty playing. You got Tom Petty playing free fall in the background as you're just (laughs) crashing and burning. It's you know we're perceived as a poverty program because of the decisions that were made to move forward in 2024 for whatever reason. You know whether justified or not, this this is who you are right now, and that's a bitter bitter pill for those of us that that not just lived through, but front row experienced uh, not just the Petrino years, but also 
you know, when Nut was here, I mean, say what you will about Nut, and I've given him my fair share of hell. I have given that dude such a hard time. But, you know, the numbers don't lie. When you look at his overall win-loss record, uh, I, I think most fans would would give a finger and a couple toes to have that kind of win-loss record right now. Well, and, and here's the thing, and I want you to take this for what it's worth. I, I've been paying a little bit more attention to Mike Irwin here lately. Right. And the stories uh, that have with Yep. Um, and I really, really want him on the show. Um, he was telling a story, I think it was yesterday or today, about Nut be, possibly be replacing Frank Boyles as AD. I saw that. Yeah. And we missed. As AD. Yep. And we miffed on it. Can you imagine where this program would sit today? Nut become AD and not Jeff Long. We wouldn't have Chad Morse. You wouldn't have had. You wouldn't. I don't think you would have had. You wouldn't have had. I, mean, I don't think you talk you about an ultimate. You talk about an ultimate butterfly effect. I mean, it changes the course of history. And, and I mean, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can't go back and right. change it. Which, by the way, I would just like to state right now. For the people, and I'm going to continue to say this until a coach is hired, whether it be a head coach or an offensive coordinator or an offensive line coach, Bobby Petrino cannot be rehired at the state of Arkansas for anything. For anything. Look. He's not coming back. Gus Malzon is not coming back. Houston yeah. Nutt. People are saying that the offensive coordinator is going to be Houston Nutt. Are, are you for real right now? Are you for real right now? Oh my God, okay. y'all stop! Stop. Nut has come names, out. Nut has come. Nut has come out publicly and said, "I am retired. I am yeah. going to become a. I'm, I'm going to be a Look, grandfather now. I'm going to go spend more time with my grandkids. Let that man retire in peace." He has he has done his due diligence. Okay, let the man go be Paul. If that's what he wants to do, let the man go do it. He's earned that right. Now let's shift gears for a second. Because we still have a lot to break down as far as this football game, football season is concerned. But one thing is glaring, and I put this out on Twitter. I'm going to say it here. I'm going to say it Wednesday night on our show if we get that opportunity. Uh, I swear to God, MC, if who I think we're fixing to hire becomes the offensive coordinator, I may lose my mind. Have you heard the name that's being yeah. thrown around? Jim Chaney. Yeah, I, I can't buy that. I can't buy it. That's got to be somebody trolling. Here's the deal. If Jim Chaney comes back to Arkansas, number one, have we not learned? Again, I'll say it. Have we not learned our lesson about bringing back old assistants? The four, the 15 through 17 coordinator couldn't do it, so you went further back and thought, we can run Jim Chaney's offense again? He wouldn't right. any better. Hell, if you're going to hire Jim Chaney, psh, I hear Chad Morris is looking for a job. Bring him on as quarterback's coach. We, all, we see how that worked out. Well, and then Arkle Ben Sick Ben Pick Six Hicks. Oh God, the insurance ring any bells. <laughs> you know, on the flip side of that, I mean, it, I say there's no chance in in Jim Cheney coming back, but, and I made this I made this comment on social media earlier today. What offensive coordinator worth their salt that is that is a hot name? 
like we're seeing thrown around. You know, we're seeing the guy from UNLV. We're seeing his name out there. Georgia uh, Tech OC told straight up already yeah. told Hunter Yurichek no. Yeah. Why would they come here when there is a really good chance that in 9, 10, 11 months time, you're going to be out of a job again? Here's, Nobody here's... is going to come here. So you're going to end up with a Jim Chaney type or a Barry Lunny or, Ugh. you know, the whoever the offensive equivalent is of a John Chavis, somebody that Ugh. was once great, but the game has passed them by. That's what you're going to end up with. Because nobody, people can see what's going on here. They can see that 2024 is most likely going to be a lame duck season. I mean, it would not surprise me in the least to see like Travis Williams and some of the defensive guys who really, really earned their money this year to see those guys jump ship well, and get off of the Titanic as it's going down. I, I don't know if you've seen this, and I've only seen it in a couple of places, message board wise. But I've heard through unreliable people, Travis Williams is going to AM. I mean, if hey, if I'm him, I'm taking the difference in the 2022 defense and the 2023 and say, look, I helped orchestrate this. And I'm parlaying that into me some stability for a job because right now, if you're on this Arkansas staff, there is no stability. And I hate to be that way, but Facts don't care about your feelings, and that's where we're at right now. The fact is, well, anybody who's on this coaching staff has got to be concerned about their future. Here's okay, so allow me to counter your argument. Okay. So you're you're of the stance that a, a, a an established, well, an established offensive coordinator won't come uh -huh. to Arkansas because it's a lame duck season. Yes. Based on based on what we've seen. Right. Right. Okay. What if the OC that you bring in, all of a sudden you're, and again, just hypothetical, never going to happen. What happens if you're eight and four, nine and three, and or you pull a rabbit out of your hat and somehow miraculously go 10 and two? Okay. Then, I mean, now you're talking. I still don't think you ought to give anybody an extension. Right. But does that solidify Pitt another year? Okay. You don't have KJ. You've got Chriswell. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe, maybe, because we're going to get into this in a minute, maybe Malachi Singleton. Maybe. Because that's a whole other mess in and of its own. <laughs> But what happens then? Now you're sitting here going, okay. Are you? Are, are, is the fan base? Is the fan base happy? Or that does or does all of this going on right now just miraculously vanish? And then all of a sudden you start seeing fans go, ah, Sam's the man again. Sam's the man again. Or to an extent, I, I think he really lost. You know, he lost some of the fan base with the way last season ended. That loss to Liberty took some of the fan base out. Um. This year took a ton of the fan base out. Well, and I uh, even said it last year that can't there's there's no reason. There was no reason why you took Kansas to three overtimes. No reason at all. You had there's the no game reason. one in the first quarter. Yeah. There's no reason to lose to or Liberty. Half, sorry. But you know, 
It's just like this year. There's no reason to lose to BYU. I'm sorry. No disrespect to BYU. Arkansas should win. If you play that game 10 times, Arkansas should win eight of them. I firmly believe that. I think Frank Broyles was a fortune teller. Yeah, he was. Because now I see why he doesn't want Arkansas, or he didn't want Arkansas playing Arkansas State, because in 2025, if this keeps up, your your Red Wolves are going to put a hurt on the hall. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll say this, and again, I'm echoing something that I put on social media. Uh, you know, if you look back to September and you see how Butch Jones and the season for the Red Wolves started out versus where it ended up, I mean, they started out, what was it, 73 to nothing against Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. They got shellacked. And everybody making fun of him for, for getting Guilty. emotional on the sidelines? Guilty. But you know what he did? He went back to work. He fixed it. And they're bowl eligible, and they're going to be going to a bowl. And right now, I think it's safe to say right now, he has a better long-term plan for success than Sam Pittman does. You know, I watched, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever watched a Butch Jones press conference since he's been, since he's been at, at, at Arkansas State. I've seen clips, yeah. Um, He has never once said, I don't know. He's come don't close. <laughs> he's never once said, I don't know. But here's the thing. He's come close and he's kind of alluded to it. But the end of that sentence is, but I will figure it out. Yeah, and that's and he that's has the thing, man. He has. Look at what he did to Texas State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I you was know, at that game. You know. You know. Yeah. You know. Um, Mister Mister Pouty Face. You know my <laughs> favorite player, the crybaby. <laughs> and yes, yeah, he yes, didn't. He didn't yes. see the field that day either. Yes. Zach, you've never point. You've never publicly and personally attacked a player. When you act like he does, yes, <laughs> I'm going to because I'm calling his behavior out. But yes, yeah, Butch I, Jones, Butch Jones, little brothers going bowling. When Arkansas State, no, no, no offense to Arkansas State, y'all are in the what A Sun or Sun Belt or Sun Belt. Yep, Sun Belt. When y'all have a better when when uh, y'all when when Arkansas State has a better record. <laughs> than the biggest college in the state. Something's not adding up. You know? Now, well, yeah. I mean, here's 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 one of the other points I want to make real quick. I know we're jumping around here, MC, but that's that's how we do things. That's what we do. Everybody wonders why we can't recruit. Everybody wonders why we can't get the, the the best recruits or the great recruits or the stronger or whatever ad, adjective, adverb, whatever. Ms. Armstrong's right. rolling over in her grave right now because I'm screwing up my, my English terms. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to give you two words that will solve everything. Social okay. media. Our okay. fan base, our fan base is toxic is so toxic is so toxic is so toxic mc that fans are now on a volleyball social media post shit talking the football team (laughs) but is it is it really any worse than anywhere else 
or does it just seem worse because we are surrounded but, and enamored by Razorback Twitter? Okay. So I, I get what you're saying. However, right. Nick Saban gets pissed off when they don't beat a team bad. He was mad as hell about the Iron Bowl, which, by the way, fantastic finish. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was mad yeah. as hell at the Iron Bowl, okay? When he doesn't win by a comfortable margin, he's not happy. Look at Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart going for the three-peat. He is three games away from a three-peat. Four games away. Yeah, no, three games away from three. a three-peat. Yeah. The SEC Championship the playoff, and the national title game itself. He is three, <laughs> the magic number, three games away from three-time national champ. They're the only, they, they 29 in a row, 29 straight. That's insane. You cannot tell me, you cannot tell me that we are not the only, yes, everybody has their, their shit talkers, okay? But to tag recruits to tag players to tag family members of yeah, said that's players dumb. that's dumb okay and you wonder why we can't get recruits like an arch manning or a cane archer or well you know we can't even get the guys in our own state the walker white that's headed to auburn you know courtney crutchfield just decommitted uh the kid from pine bluff he just decommitted now i think a lot of that had to do with the way this season has gone. I think I think I think there was something more with Crutchfield because I think he was one of the ones suspended from that Pine Bluff fight. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I know I'm pretty sure that you're correct on that, but I would have don't to look at it. Yeah. But but that's again. Now it doesn't help that a player's mother publicly comes out and was praising Gus Malzahn and UCF, you know, and the fans were going, let it go. Can we not just shut up? Because I guarantee you, and I said this, yeah, and I said this the other day, okay? 99.999% of what's said on Twitter will never be said to that person's face. Ever. Ever. Now, people are going to come at me and go, well, you said on Twitter that KJ needs to be bitched. Yes, he needs to be bitched because it gets his mind in check. But now you send him off on a bad note. Not only did he get, did y'all get blown, did we get blown out? But dude's got a leg injury now. Yeah. And I don't even know if he got an extent of it. You know, the only thing that I remember seeing on it was was Pittman said that it. You know, he tr- he tried to come back. They were going to give him till halftime to work his way back into the game, and he just he wasn't going to be at full speed, and they didn't feel comfortable putting him back out there. But he didn't think it was anything that was in. And these are his words. He didn't think it was bad, bad. So I'm guessing by not being bad, bad, he means that nothing's torn or severely damaged, maybe more or less like a sprain. He said he hyperextended his knee. Which, That's what it looked like. It didn't look like anything yeah. was broke or blown. Or I anything. thought he broke his leg. When I first saw it, I immediately no. texted my uncle, and I'm like, um, KJ just broke his leg because it got tucked under 
you know, yeah. Like and I, I thought I thought it was broke too from the angle that yeah. it showed. I thought he was broke too. Yeah, but that's that's primary reason. Recruits see what's posted on Twitter. Recruits see people tagging their families and shit talking and all this. And y'all, and I'll go a step why. further. I'll go a step further. Recruits see your head coach in the post game saying, "Well, I didn't know what to do," and it scares now, the crap out of them. <laughs> now, you want to know how I know that he's lost this locker room? Bipolar Express being on. <laughs> well, that. That. I'll never be able to look at that movie the same again. It should have been a Christmas story instead of Polar Express, but. You know. No, it should have been National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Well, okay. That's I'll fair. Say, yeah. I will sit here and argue with you on that. I'll, I'll go. I'll, no, I'll go with you on that. Yeah. Um. When you have. Immediately, not even I, I, not even an hour after the Missouri game, you yeah. had an, a player jump on a Missouri player's Instagram and go open spots. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Had that had I'd have been Sam Pittman, I'd have pulled that kid into my office and booted him off the team right there. If you're going to entertain going to another team that just blew you out, you are yeah. no longer a part of this team. Sorry, yeah, that that would be justified in my book. But I'm I'm starting to agree with fans. I don't. I, I, here we are, four days, four days later, and Cody Kennedy still has a job. I don't think Cody Kennedy's going anywhere. I think as long I think, I think as Sam, Sam is calling the shots, see that that's, Cody that is, is protected. But I see I, that's that's the biggest issue I have with Sam Pittman. Okay, I'm so. He's a good dude. All right. He's a good dude. All right. And I know he means well. But you can't be everybody's buddy. You can't be everybody's oh. friend. Get in. I mean, that's blew several calls throughout the season, and he just stood there. Do you think? Oh, let's um, not even I'm mention. Gonna... Let's not even mention the fight on the field. Yeah, and I saw. I saw more effort and spirit in that fight than I've seen all season long. Y'all want to start fighting on the field, but you don't want to win a ball game. That tells me and, right there, zero discipline. And I and say what you will about Drinkowitz, but I thought his comment was pretty funny. He's like, they came to fight, we came to win a ball game. And I they mean, did. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> they're running back, they're running back, put 200 yards on the ground in one half. Yeah, one half we made, MC. We made and now he was the SEC's leading rusher, but we made that dude look like Mike Allstott. There's a there's a throwback for you. So I mean, that dude man. was just running over, around, and through our defense. Showing your age, aren't you, MC? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I mean, what? It's, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. And I'm gonna stick to my guns on this. This is worse than when Morris was here. See, I, I I think we're in Morris territory, and and I got. Oh no, blasted. I think we're beyond. I think we're beyond Morris territory because at least they showed up and tried to and and fought on the field. CJ O'Grady against uh, Colorado State, point blank. All right. Well, and nobody will ever convince me that Ty Story wasn't giving his all when he was here. I remember what his jersey looked like after that Auburn game in 2018. The the boy took, and I'll, I'll say. The boy took a licking at War Memorial in 18 in midair. 
I oh, heard yeah. it from the very, I said at the very top, me and Katie said at the very top, in a very cold, very wet, warm Memorial Stadium. Oh, my God. But we heard that hit like we were standing right next to it. Oh, it sounded That's like a shotgun. I, mean, I don't know how it sounded on TV, but holy cow. But it, they gave it they gave effort. I can't say that much about the coach, but the team gave effort. <laughs> well, okay. and, and I got blasted for saying that we were in Morris territory with Pittman. But when I went back and asked, I'm like, how okay, how is it? Tell me what's better. Okay. Yes, we won we won one SEC game this year. One's better than none. This just but, reminded me of something, and we're going to catch hell for this if this gets out. And I don't care. Ty, Ty Richardson, he's starting to look a little right, isn't he? Chuck Barrett's starting to eat a little bit of crow. A little bit, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And I don't mind calling Chuck out, all right? Chuck's a big boy. He's got, he's got, he's got broad shoulders. He can take it. All right. It, I know. mean, I, again, the guy may be arrogant. He may talk down to people. But he's – Dead wrong. You cannot argue with me that this well, that we are that we are better off now because you said it a couple of shows ago. Had he come out and said, "You know what? Just won the out bowl. We're running three. It's time for me and Jamie to go to go to Hot Springs and kick back." Yeah, the guy I mean, was there'd be a, there'd be a statue across the way from Frank Burrows of this man. Yeah, the guy the guy would have been a legend. So what if if you missed the previous ah. show, you can go back in our archives and look for it. But on on one of our previous shows, I, I had a theory, and of course hindsight's twenty twenty. But I had a theory about Pittman that had he decided to retire after the Outback Bowl win, the man would have went down as a legend because he had came in and in two years, two seasons, restored the program to stable footing. Okay, now you win, you win nine games, you win all your trophy games, you win the Outback Bowl over Penn State. If he walks away there and rides off into the sunset, then he's a legend. And not only is he a legend, but there is equity built up in the program to where you can go and chase a big-name coach and entice them to come here. The flip side to that, who was on that team? You remember? You had Bump. Uh, Traylon Burks. Yeah, well, Traylon didn't play. Remember, Traylon didn't play in. The, oh yeah, he didn't play game. in the bowl game. That's right. He didn't play in the bowl uh, game. Grant Morgan. But 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 yes, Trey you had Traylon. What do all four of those guys have in common? Oh, they're all Arkansans. Well, yes, they're all Chad Morris's guys. Well, yeah, that's that's an excellent point that I hadn't thought about. So. This yeah. O line, this O line guru is not so much a guru anymore. Okay, because now we're starting to see. Number two, can he actually recruit? Because these are all his guys except for KJ. Yeah. These are all his guys except for KJ. You run off one of our best punters for chicken careful, shit. Ma- careful, you'll cause a mental health crisis here. Uh, no, 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 okay? No. It has to be said. You oh, I, I agree. The yep. boy, the boy, and I and I can say this because they're about 20 years, you know, 10, 15 years younger than me. The boy can nail him in pregame. From his from a from goal line, he hits the opposite 30, maybe yeah. the 25. 
You get him in a game time situation when there's big boys in his face, and he kicks a 25 yarder. He starts hearing footsteps. And Jacob, Jacob Reed, Skinner, Reed Bauer. Jacob, Jacob Skinner, please come back. <laughs> Reed Bauer over at Memphis just booming kicks. Um, yeah, we're never going to hear the end of it from Bum, by the way. <laughs> well, you know. I, I just – I. <sighs> I don't, I don't, I, 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 this was the year. Number one, there was a lot on the line here. Okay. Now for the yeah. second straight year, Pitt hasn't won a game for the second straight year. He didn't win. The, he hasn't won the Southwest Classic. He hasn't won the boot and he hasn't brought the battle line home. Okay. Unreal, man. Just crazy. Again, Pitt's a good Pitt's a good guy at heart, but he's not head coach material. You know, but I'm not I'm not looking for a friend. I don't need a good guy. I don't need someone who, you know, that is well, but, but the argument, but the argument can be said the same thing about Nut. Nut was beloved. Look, we're 20 something years removed from him as head coach, and 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 I still I will listen to him when he was on the buzz this season, and I still will suit up and run through a damn wall for him. But Arkansas, look, Arkansas's middle of the pack. All right, yeah. you can't you can't compete with a Georgia, you can't compete with a Bama, and you can't compete with the money from A and M. Okay, no, you, no, that that's stupid money. There, you're not going to compete with that. So yeah, the NIL deal. That's a mess in and of itself. And then until there's a cap put on it and restrictions put on it, you're gonna you're gonna continue. There's no loyalty anymore. And this here's another thing that Pitt said. We want guys that want to come to Arkansas. You can't recruit like that anymore. You can't no, publicly they, you, you can't you, you can't you can't you just can't. College football's changed, and there is no, there's no loyalty to, you know, there's no guys that love that helmet anymore. There's no guy, and, and it's not just Arkansas. You go across the board, and if, and, and if it's, I mean, you could even say the same thing about Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. They don't love the brand. They're look not at, there for the brand. They're there to get paid and to win. Look, you just, you just named a program that it just, it dawned on me a point that I was, I, I wanted to make to you. Clemson, look at what they're trying to do to Dabo. Yeah. He's got two national titles, and they're trying to run him out of town because he's not there yeah. this year. Uh, come on, Dabo. Come on. I, I'm not a fan, but I could be. If you can come here and win, I, I, I'm to that point, man. I'm to the point where I don't really care who it is. I don't care if they are, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and I hate to use this analogy, but he's the only one I know of, a Petrino-style a-hole can or – or a D bag like I think Dabo is. Can you imagine if 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 and it's a long shot if Dabo ever ended up here? The rivalry between Arkansas and Oklahoma. You've got the teacher and the oh, apprentice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Holy hell, son. <laughs> well, and if you look before before he got to Clemson. 
there were a lot of similarities between the Clemson program and the Arkansas program. Oh, prior to him getting yes, there. yes. It takes but, the right coach, yeah, the right attitude, and the program can can be fixed. Yeah, but at the trajectory that it's going at this very moment, at I watched that eight thirty on Monday night, November twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. You're approaching the point where the program can be irreparably damaged. You're you're DefCon five right now. Well, yeah, DefCon one. DefCon one. You're DefCon, DEFCON one. People, it's a misconception, but that's, that's another thing for another time. Let's talk old coordinators here for a second. All right, seems to be a big talk of what's going on within the program right now. Uh, everybody is throwing every kind of name out there, but I've settled on a guy that I want personally. Okay. All right. Dan Mullen, for a couple of I, different reasons. I can get on board with him. For a couple of different reasons. One, he coached my one of my favorite players in the NFL. One superstar. Number four, yeah. Dak Prescott. He's got a, he he's he's got an offensive background. He did yeah. he did. He didn't do great at Mississippi State, but he did well enough. Took him to number one in the country. I mean, number, a place number they had two, never been before. Number two, he got Sam Pittman into retirement. And y'all don't have to look very far at all for the next head coach of the Arkansas yeah. Razorbacks. Okay. Now, it'd be kind of weird to hear Dan Mullen go, you know, woo pig or go hogs or whatever. I. Uh, if he's winning, I don't care. But again, now <laughs> somebody threw <laughs> somebody threw a name out there at me the other day that I I just I died laughing. But the more I think about it, the funnier it gets. And he does have Arkansas ties, believe it or not. Ed Orgeron. Mm. Ah. You'll have you'll have to pry him away from the Miami life. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think you're get after the the life he's been living the last couple of years. I don't think you're getting him back you, to the grind that is the SEC. Can you imagine? Not to the tune of seventeen million dollars that LSU pays him, but can you imagine hearing him go? Well, you know, yeah, we'll pick go halt. Yeah, that it makes uh, for some hell. It make for a hell of a press conference. That's for sure. It'd be like that dude from Waterboy. Yeah. Uh, that's about what it would be. I mean, but, but if you, if you want I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know where thing. you go. Here's my thing. It, you want to irreparably damage the program for the next decade. Go ahead. Hire Jim Cheney. Watch what happens. Hire Jim Cheney. Go ahead. Because I, I can't like give Mullen. I mean, I the more I sit here and think about it, the, the you more hire I think Jim about Chain. Mullen, Go it ahead, makes Mark. sense. Well, I was just going to yeah. say the Mullen makes sense. He's got SEC experience. You know, Make let's not forget he was a he was considered to be a quarterback whisperer at one time when he was OC. Um, he was the OC for Tim Tebow. Yep. At Florida under Urban yep. Meyer. 
you know. And he, how many national titles did they win? Uh, two. Oh six and oh eight, I believe. Yep. Uh, and then he had, you know, Tebow won the Heisman. Um, he goes to Mississippi no, no, State. No, no, which, no, no. He was gifted the Heisman. That Heisman well, belongs. To yeah. That's another. Yeah. That's another story for another time. Hey, that that that's another bonus content show that we could do and and just rant forever on. Oh. Um, but you know, then he goes to Mississippi State as head coach, and it takes a little while to get it going. But once he got it going, man, he was rolling, and he took that program to heights it had never seen before. And that program is very similar to Arkansas. So when so when when Sylvester Croom was at Mississippi State, it was it was kind of in the state that Arkansas was in. That I would I think it's fair to say that Sylvester Croom was their Chad Morris. Ah! They were terrible. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, I can I can yeah. I, I just you want to irreparably damage the program and you want to completely lose your fan base hire jim cheney and hell like i said at the beginning of the, the show while you're at it hire chad morris for your damn quarterbacks coach let's just blow the whole damn program to bits or better yet put a dome on it and call it the new bud walton arena because i guarantee you muscle sell that stadium out <laughs> yeah I mean, it, if anybody's got credit built up right now, it would be must. But uh, okay, I just, so I, w- I want to throw this at you, and we can kind of use this to kind of wrap things up. All right. Um, is there any way that you can give any aspect of the football season a grade other than an F? You cut out there. Ask that question again. Um, is there any way if you were going to put a grade? you know, like a letter grade on the football season. Is there any way to give it anything other than an F? There is, but you have to look at it. There's there's a couple of them. There's a couple of them. Okay. Uh, Number one, Cam Little. Keep on keeping on, big man. Yep. Please don't go to the portal. Please don't go to the portal. Keep on keeping on, young man. That is that is that is my player of the season. Yeah, has to be. Because had it not been for him, these games would have gotten ugly. Kids got a leg. A lot um, of them got ugly anyway. <laughs> defense, defense, defense was not terrible. But I they give, got, they, give, they faded late. They faded late. Well, Did, whole, do you think whole, the defense the quit? Team, the whole team quit. Okay, because up to the Auburn game, you never got blown completely out. This is true. Okay. When you hold top 25 teams to seven to 10 points over the course of four games. Yeah. You're saying something there. All well, right. and, and those dudes are human too. I mean, they can see what's going on with the offense. They see the struggles. Well, and, and I, we see... even, we even said it, we even said it halfway through the season MC yeah. that the defense can only carry you so far. Exactly. And then when they're, when they're finally just going to say, you know what? F it. Y'all yeah. can't do it. Y'all can't do it. We're not going to carry you. Yeah, and that's right. why, you know, every every phase of the game relies on the other phases. So your offense relies on your defense. Your defense relies on your offense. And your special team relies on both of them. It's a triangle. Okay? You can't have one without the other two. That's very true. All right. 
So your defense isn't that bad. So would you give them a C? I'd give, uh, yeah, I'd give defense a, a low C. Yeah, C they get a they get a hot they get a C plus if they didn't quit at the end of the C at the end of the year. But I can understand. Yeah. But I understand why they quit. Yeah, it doesn't make it right, but I I do understand and I do kind of sympathize with them on it. Special teams, like I said, Cam Little. If it was just Cam Little, A plus. Yeah, but with Max Fletcher doing whatever the hell he's doing. Well, and then there were a lot of there's a lot of return yardage given up too on special teams. Yeah, yeah, uh, but that's also because Satania was now part of the actual offense plays and not just special teams. So he was well, probably I, I, just wore out. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not talking about Satania. I'm talking about when we would. Oh, you're talking about uh, coverage, kick coverage. Yes, coverage. Oh yes, yes, kick oh, coverage. Yes. yes, absolutely. Lots absolutely. to be desired there. Um, offense, uh, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing positive you can say about it. Uh, on Rocket, offense, Raheem, Raheem Sanders quit on you. Um, Armstrong did his best to be your top receiver. KJ. KJ was running for his life the whole year. I think, fi- I think KJ finally just said to hell with it. Uh, yeah. I, I would he agree. tried. He tried. He tried. The young man tried. Yeah. But that, I mean, when you're be, constantly, when you're running for your life or or getting hammered every single play of every single oh, game, yeah. it's going to take a toll mentally as well as physically. So, well, and the running game, the running game was never there ever. Well, and it it all begins up front. It's the same reason that KJ never had any protection. Well, it and, starts and, up front. You know, we're talking about all this portal. You know, who's in the portal? Like Poop Hall entered the portal earlier today, right? Uh, which is a major hit to this defense. Major hit. You know, I I, I expect you know a couple of walk-ons not to, to hit the portal. Yeah, some backups to hit the portal, but you never expect an All SEC starter to hit the portal. Yeah, that one hurts. You know, if KJ doesn't use his last year because he's got one more year left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't come back, or he or if he goes to the draft, I hate to say it, he's going to go undrafted. He's because of winning this year. Yeah. Okay. He he lost what draft stock he had. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. But because of the way the season went, he lost his draft stock. All right. Yeah. Raheem Sanders. Yeah. Raheem Sanders. He'll be a dust in the wind because he won't go. He won't get drafted either. I hate and I hate to say that because early on in the season we were talking first round for both of them. Yeah. I mean it was well with the hype that was around those guys. I mean it it wasn't just us talking about it. It was it was all across the board. Uh so. but if if KJ transfers out that right there tells you everything you need to know. Mhm. That will be the telltale sign. Uh, Isaac, Isaiah, Augustus, Augustus. Yeah. Yeah. The freshman. The freshman got a bright future. If we can get a line to protect him. Well, and who's to say that he won't, he won't be enticed to go to the portal. Jacoby Criswell. Same thing. The kid's good, but let's see how he does the line actually protecting. Yeah. 
I, I just there's so much unknown, hard. man. It's it's hard it, to it even to it even is. try and to guess. I not to take a page out of Pittman's book, but I don't know, dude. Well, I mean, that seems to be the going thing to say when, you know, for an answer is, uh, I don't know. Should I, I, do the I mean, should I do the little hand motion with it from, and say, from, you know, somebody else? 13 to 17, you had, you know, we're close. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. From 18 to 20, uh, from 18 to, to, to 20, you had. Well, we've only got 30% of the in, uh, offense installed. <laughs> and and now you have whatever the hell. Now, now you have I don't know. Yeah. Well, guess what? You lost, you stood up in front of the fan base four years ago and said the days of Arkansas being a national embarrassment are over. <laughs> Here we are again. <laughs> I want my money back because you damn near you, you damn lied to me. All right. I, I just I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh shit. I don't know. But we're not paid to know. We're not paid at all. <laughs> if anybody would like to start paying us, hey. We'll yeah. We we'll can make it. that happen, but you know, we're not we're I, not paid to know what's going on. I have, I have never, I have never, I, I mean, I tried to watch football over the weekend after the Razorbacks played. I got halfway through Saturday and I couldn't do it. I, I, I watched some. I flipped on, I flipped on like Michigan, Ohio State. I flipped I, on. I watched I, pretty much all of that one. I watched the Iron Bowl. I watched the Iron mm-hmm. Bowl in its intense entirety, but yeah. Other than I, I couldn't. I, I just I've never lost interest in a in, in college football ever. I I left yeah. I left the and I sat through the Morris years, dude. Yeah, I never left there. Even when Western Kentucky just completely outran us, I, I just I don't know. But oh, hey, I know you're happy though because uh, 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 the must buses. Is, is in yeah, it, we're so. we're in hoops now, man, and and everybody's freaking out. Everybody, calm down. We're gonna be all right. Oh yeah, everybody, calm everybody down. Calm now, down. I will say his last note. I, uh, Duke, the Duke game Wednesday night kind of lost its luster, but a little bit, talk, but it'll still be fun. About, we're gonna talk about that Wednesday night on a special pregame show in lieu of our regularly scheduled show. We are doing a Duke pregame show prior to tip off. Eight fifteen is tip off. I think our show will do yeah. seven thirty to eight. Just. Nothing too long, nothing too terrible. Uh, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to keep up to date. This is the first of many pod exclusives uh, where you cannot find it anywhere else other than our podcast. Amazon, Apple, Radio Spotify, Public, uh, Radio Public, uh, pretty much any major outlet with the exception of Google. Uh, Google we're even on iHeartRadio. So Google, Google's still acting like Danny knows Joe. Yeah. Love affair. Uh, <laughs> when it, when it comes to getting it on Google, I have to quote Sam Pittman. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is because everything <laughs> else works. And he's, so. and he's, tr- he's actually tried. He, he really, legit yeah, I, I tried to fix it and it's just not, you know, make sure you guys tune in. Uh, our show is moving. We don't know where it's moving to yet. As far as day of the week, 
uh, we're, we're kind of looking at the schedule, basketball schedule, to see where it would actually fit for us. Make no mistake, ITHB is not going anywhere. But uh, Wednesday, 7.30. This week is 7.30, and then catch us back on our regularly scheduled 7 o'clock, uh, unless we post it sooner, maybe 6.30, depending on what's going on. But uh, make sure you tune in. Check out MC, myself, and Sarah Hambone Vogel. I can't call her Swish anymore. She's earned that title. No, she's, she's Hambone now. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, for Marcus, MC, Carlton, I'm Razorback Zach. Thank you guys for listening tonight on our 2023 football wrap-up. We will see you next time.